Hi, everybody. My name is Jared Milrad. I am the founder and president of Movie Karma. We're the nonprofit organization that created our podcast here called Rewriting Hollywood, which focuses on diversity, equity, inclusion, and social impact in Hollywood, really looking at the power of storytelling and how it can be a force for social change and social good. Uh, today, I'm really excited to have a special guest, a really accomplished and award-winning director who we were proud to celebrate as part of our Show for a Change Film Festival, uh, which recognizes social impact films around the world. Uh, his name is Hunter Brockman. He's a writer, director, camera operator and editor known for his latest project which we just awarded him for called a month a day a year um also for projects including momo from sleep to sunrise and others uh, he was born and raised in the united states um really has a, a fascinating background studying films on his own before attending cincinnati state technical and community college um and then graduated with two associate degrees and has worked as a grip um and uh in, in different parts of the industry so i'm really excited to talk to hunter about his background and his latest projects and what he's working on next uh hunter thanks so much for jumping on yeah th thank you very much for this opportunity yeah absolutely um we're really excited to have you on and um Connor, to start off with could you tell us a little bit about your background and i just mentioned a little bit of it there i understand you you have a passion for for film of course um and tv tell us a little bit about your background and what inspired you to become a filmmaker sure well um so i say i'm from cincinnati ohio because that's just because I was born in a military family and we did a lot of moving. So technically I was born in North Carolina, but I lived most of my life here in Cincinnati. Um, don't come from any like, uh, like artist family. We're all like working middle-class. Um, but I've have always just loved movies as well as where some kids would grow up and like playing sports and fishing and other stuff and I did do some of that as well most of the time I just loved watching tv and uh at a certain point I think around 11 or 12 I re-watched this movie it wasn't super acclaimed by any means but uh, I enjoyed it it was called wild America and it was basically about these group of brothers who go and uh to film wildlife all across mm -hmm. America. And that really was like, for some reason, it just stuck a chord with me. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll like film wildlife. But after a while, it just developed into, oh no, I wanna like film, I wanna make movies. And the origins of that really began, uh, actually when I was super little, My what really started my imagination was Star Wars. Before I knew anything else, I knew about a galaxy far, far away. I knew about lightsabers, Luke and Darth Vader. So I always say that was really the origins of my imagination, which led me into uh, my love for film. That's really, really fascinating. It's fascinating that wildlife captured your attention. My undergraduate degree is in wildlife sciences, so I also had a fascination with wildlife as well. Um, and that takes a lot of patience to, to film wildlife and, and film even, you know, nature and that, and that type of thing. Did that, was that something you were doing for a while? It sounds like, or was that just where the interest started? Uh, no, I wasn't really doing that. It yeah. just, it looked cool in the movie because they were like filming grizzly bears and alligators <laughs> and getting in trouble. And that just entertained me as a kid. So I was like, oh, I'll do that. But it very quickly developed into oh no, like I want to make the next Rocky or Rambo or something like that. 
That's really awesome. Um, I love that that transition. Uh, so tell us a little bit about this. Um, this, this well, first, first, before we get this latest project, I, I do want to know about just your 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 studies and your educational background in in film. Um, but also just tell us a little bit about like how did you start to get your feet wet? I mean, a lot of folks listening to this, I'm sure, might imagine you know, where might have a question of like, where do I start, right? Or how do I kind of build into mm-hmm what you're even doing now with, with making these projects. So like, how did that start to happen for you? What kind of, did you have any mentors or, or resources you were going off of? Yeah. Well, I didn't actually start making short films seriously until after I graduated high school. Uh, up until that point, I, I've grown up mostly in grade school and high school. I went to Catholic high schools because uh, we're, we're kind of, I kind of grew up in like a mm-hmm. Catholic family. Uh now, in high school, I did take some art projects and uh, a photo, a photography class that I really enjoyed. But uh, I didn't actually start uh, making my own short films until after high school. And it literally just started with me walking around outside with a filter on my phone. And I shot and edited it like in that day. It was only a couple minutes. And for the longest time, I was just like, like I can't make short films. I don't have like a crew out and none of my friends are like into making movies. It's just me. And I felt bad at first asking <laughs> my siblings to help out because they're not really into it like I am. But at a certain point, I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to go for it. So I just started experimenting with my camera. I have an old Nikon D3300 <laughs> model. And so I just started experimenting with the exposure and taking it around locations, getting weird shots, messing with light. Uh, and I made like my first two short films were just like very, uh, very weird little dialogue, but just like really focusing on just imagery. And in college, uh, I went to Cincinnati State and I started just taking regular classes just so I can get it done but then i found out halfway through like oh there's a course called audio video productions and it's where you learn about filmmaking so it's like this is why i've been wanting to learn the whole time but <laughs> i never knew what it was called like nobody told me or if they did they were giving me the wrong information so i end up staying longer uh to take that course and I end up with two associate's degrees at the end. One, in, that's just kind of like a regular associate's degrees. I forget what they call it, general education or whatever, okay. or maybe it's yeah. called arts and science. And the other is for audio video production. And there I actually learned about working on sets professionally. I learned about sound, sound editing, uh, video editing, working in Adobe Premiere Pro, which is like my favorite thing to work in now. Yeah. It's where I developed where I realized, oh, like I really love editing as well. And while I'm how right now I work a nine to five job, I'm always trying to look for editing work because I really enjoy it. And I just kind of learned all the aspects of filmmaking around that point and working on sets. Um, but I still didn't have like a lot of friends that like wanted to make movies though. So I was like, well, I'm just going to take what I know and make short films with my brother. I have two brothers. One of them is away in the 
he's he's a marine and he doesn't live here anymore but i have a younger one who's still in high school so i'm just gonna force him to be in them <laughs> so he pretty much uh we so we made a, a couple short films just me him and my camera and i try my best to work with whatever lighting i could which is pretty much just practical lighting but we made a couple i then rediscovered some over the pandemic i rediscovered some footage i did write a short horror film one time that i actually shot with my brothers back in like 2015 or something and i never edited it because i couldn't find it and i didn't have i didn't understand like editing software at the time either i didn't understand like color grading sound or uh exporting like that was new to me like oh that's how you save a video you export it <laughs> so <laughs> um but i found it so it's like you know what? over the pandemic i'm gonna just edit this together i think it came out to be 12 or 10 or 15 minutes and uh and even looking back even though our main use of audio and video was just the camera i had um it's still like visually i was like oh wow like i really put effort into the shots like i put the camera in the fridge and the, the first shot of the movie is my brother opening the fridge door and the camera's right there looking at him just because like why not let's do it and uh and that kind of started my process of like yeah i can do this in my spare time every so often just me and my brother go out and shoot something and so every so often that's what we do i'll come up with something and we will try and film it on like a weekend or something that's really that's really neat i, I want to hear more about that just in terms of your journey um with these latest projects hunter tell us a little bit if you would about just your latest projects specifically a month a day a year what was the inspiration for that uh tell us a bit about that yeah so for that this once again goes back to unfortunately 2020 where we were all locked inside and that year was just a shitty year for everyone and i had been thinking about maybe just doing a different short film because most of them at that point had been in the horror genre because it was that was to me the easiest to make like i can't write like a comedy too well with like one person or like a scripted drama but i was like but i can make some freaky stuff but I was like, I want to try and make something short and condensed with during the lockdown. Throughout most of 2020, uh, that never happened because the story kept changing. I didn't even have a script. I just had a bunch of notes. <laughs> and it kept changing from, oh, all right, it's going to be him locked in his room and his computer's AI and it's going to interrogate him. And I'm like, I have no idea how to actually film that. So I then <laughs> the thought started to occur to me because uh, I'm on the autism spectrum. What if I made a personal piece about me? And that was terrifying to think about because I really don't. I'm not like ashamed of any of it like that. I'm on the autism spectrum. I just don't have like a lot to say about it. Like I'll say, like, yeah, I'm on it. But like, that's as much of an opinion I have on it, I guess right uh so but i was like kind of worried about like how would i do this but i started looking up short films online because you can like just look up on youtube uh short films about autism and you get a huge list of results 
So I started watching just a variety of different types and none of them really, I guess, hit me personally. Not to say they were badly made, but the autism spectrum, and I'm, by the way, no like doctor or expert in this at all, but to my very basic understanding, it's a the long spectrum and every person on it is different. There's a saying that when you meet one person with autism, then you've met one person with autism. Right. You haven't met a majority of people. So I was like, well, I could make this and film it in the way of like how my brain sort of works. And I almost didn't do it, but then I had a sort of uh, basically um, the month of my birthday, that same month, uh, my dog died, which is very unfortunate because yeah. he was like, it was like our dog we grew up with and he was my best friend. Yeah, that's really hard. And yeah, thank you. And I, I delve into like a very deep depression at that mm-hmm. point because mm-hmm. I was still locked inside and just, I was like, this just sucks. But at the same time, it also gave me this courage to start filming as well Hmm. to talk to film about that as a way for me I tried to use that as a way to better understand my emotions and and my grief uh I'm thankfully doing a lot better today uh but that was really after the passing of my dog it was like okay I think I can you know, use this as a way to explore stuff about myself that I was a, was afraid to before. I'm not good at doing it in person, but if I'm alone with my camera, maybe I can make something. And I wasn't even sure how well it was going to turn out, but I said, let me just try. And so for the rest of 2020 and in 2021 as well, I, and I think a bit in 2022, I just started filming stuff with my phone my camera i'd written out just little scenes mostly with me i shot probably hundreds of videos very random in hopes that this could come together as some sort of cinematic experience to explore just one my perspective of being on the autism spectrum and maybe if it turned out decent enough maybe i could start submitting it to festivals because i've never done that before that's so cool. I mean, one of the things we loved about this film was exactly that. It really brought us into the experience, from your perspective at least, of a young man living with autism and dealing with depression um, through the visual style used, through the sound design used. Um, it was just really through the editing. It was just really creative. Um, I guess last question for you, uh, Hunter, is just be around what impact did you hope to have with this film and and what impact do you think the the project is having in terms of, you know, perhaps illuminating what it's like to live on the autism spectrum or live with depression or both? Yeah, well, I wasn't a hundred percent sure at first what I was even trying to like what I wanted out of it after finishing it. Uh, Even when I was submitting it, I was kind of like, I guess I just want people to see it because in a way it's like, I kind of want people to see me because I'm not like a super great, I'm 
doing talking about it now because it's related to the film but most i'm not a huge talker at all i'm most of the time quiet and only talk i less unless i have to and i'm horrible at conversation and well you're doing really well now <laughs> well, can... thank you very much I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that and i guess i was like i hope if it maybe it offers an interesting ex uh, a new i hope the film maybe I would hope it would offer an interesting look at someone living with autism, a new perspective that hasn't been done before. And I, I especially meant that with like the editing style, because I wanted it to be my say, it's not just an, ex, it's an experimental film and an experiential film. It is edited in the style of how my brain works, well, how I think my brain works in times of like great stress and how I will occasionally like flashback to to something traumatic or a, a memory um so i think i just wanted well i guess yeah i, I guess i just wanted it to offer a new perspective on people living with autism at the end of the day and to mm -hmm. say that we're we're all different and some of us and this is that's, this doesn't just apply to people on the spectrum but just people in general some of us are living with these personal traumas which i don't flat out say what they are in the movie i want that to be kind of vague uh because i've been through some other stuff too that i'm not ready to go public talking about but just to show that um and the title also a month a day a year is the mean of that is because that's like how I feel how long these depressive episodes can last sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh like sometimes it's it'll last a month or a day. And some sometimes I'm like, it's it's the whole year. Uh, but it's also kind of a way of because I mentioned in the film, I, I this isn't like something you can be officially diagnosed with, but I think I'm a maladaptive daydreamer, hmm. which is something that people, some people on the autism spectrum have. And that's basically where they just daydream 24-7. And sometimes will talk quietly to themselves because they are saying dialogue mm -hmm. in their head. And I've done that my whole life to this day. Like almost every, pretty much every day at some point. Wow. And because I guess the real world, I'm like, well, reality kind of sucks. But in my head, I've got better storylines going on. And that's one of the reasons that I think cinema has helped me, um, you know, come to terms with my emotions. And that's, I think, one of the reasons I wanted to make movies was to tell stories that, regardless of the genre, that are entertaining at the least, and at the most thought-provoking, maybe help somebody out there. Mm. Yeah, that's so fantastic. What a great mission to have to have that. And this this really is a piece that I think everyone should see because it it does illuminate your experience. And I think a lot of people's experience, but also shows the power of that, right? As you said, I mean, if you're thinking you're daydreaming that way, that the creative mind that you have, um, and a lot of folks have who might be on the spectrum or might have challenges in our society is, is, is just so important. I guess my last sub question, the final, final question is just, yeah, are these are the kinds of projects, Hunter, that you want to make next. Like, or do you want to keep exploring, you know, personal projects and and that kind of thing, or give us a sense of what you're what you're working on next, if you if you want to share. 
Sure. Well, I have two short films circulating the festival circuit right now. This film and a short horror film I shot with my sister called Red Yellow Shadow. And that is a horror film, but it's also a mental health horror film Hmm. because it's an allegory for depression. And I wrote it very quickly after after I had a really bad bad week and I knew I was going to be visiting my sister soon. I just had this idea and I wrote it down and I went to visit my sister because she's also she has some uh, study in acting and her and her friend just we just shot it on our trip while I visited her and Hmm. that's slowly been making its rounds Uh, but in terms of like films to explore I really love horror films uh, different genres more of the serious side um but I also want to make like scripted dramas as well. Um, like character piece studies. One of my favorite films of all time is called Shame by Steve McQueen. Mm. And that was a, it's a character piece on someone who is a sex addict. And it was very dark, but <laughs> especially given the nature of it, but <laughs> it was so well made. Like I was in awe when I first saw it. And it's one of my favorite films ever even though it's very hard to watch it was just i recognized like the importance of the story telling a story about um about addiction and all the subtext throughout it that aren't talked about about people suffering with trauma so i think my main interest is about uh aspects of mental health and trauma but I would like to do it in a non-conventional way and have it be more subtext within the stories of genre like horror or mm. uh or or even like scripted drama. That's so cool. And and I I know I for one am excited to see what you do next. Um uh and you're just such a creative voice and a and a unique voice too that I think we really need out there so kudos to you for being courageous being vulnerable and and sharing your own personal journey your personal story but also for illuminating mental health issues and autism and uh, depression and all the things that you're working on so um right on to that uh again our guest today hunter brockman uh the the filmmaker behind a pro- the latest one of the latest projects he's done a month a day a year uh, it was really an honor having you on uh, hunter and thanks so much for for joining us yeah thank you so much this was a this was a great conversation thank you so much absolutely